Wonderful Jesus, and he's truly wonderful. Hi, I'm Sister Marty with today's blog post. Increasing and decreasing. It's a repost. John chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. New King James Version. In the church, John the Baptist's words have become a mantra of humility. When a soloist gets up to sing, she may say this before she sings, to give the impression of humility and that she isn't really singing. It's God. Or a minister may say it before he preaches, so everyone will know that he isn't really preaching. It's God. Whether they are being truthful or not, with their message of humility, I believe this theology is flawed. Although God is using both individuals, the important truth here is that he is using the individual. I want to explain. First of all, we need to understand what motivated John the Baptist to say these words. Let's look at verses 25 and 26 to gain some insight. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. John chapter 3, verse 25 through 26. John the Baptist had been the voice of spiritual renewal in Israel. As he went about with the message of repenting and being baptized, he was actually paving the way for Jesus. This is why he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. The ministry John had been given was, to, was given to him from birth, and he was simply to be a forerunner of the Messiah. On this particular day in John's life, we see his followers upset that people are beginning to flock to Jesus. They see Jesus as the usurper of John's ministry, not as the Messiah. John explains to his followers what they are seeing happening with Jesus is what is supposed to be happening. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Verse 27, John is helping them to see that his followers are flocking to Jesus because it is what God has purposed to happen. Every single follower he had, God gave to him. And every single follower Jesus has was given by God. Then John said, I am not the Christ, but I have sent but I have been sent before him, verse 28. John reminded his followers that he had already told them that he was not the Messiah. He was only sent before the Messiah. His disciples already knew the witness that John had given in regard to Jesus. John just reminds them of that truth. He was not the Christ. Lastly, John calls himself the friend of the bridegroom. In Jewish tradition, the friend of the bridegroom, the shoshman, was the individual who was the mediator between the bride's family 
and the bride's groom family. He negotiated the terms of the marriage and was said to be the one who watched the bridal tent. On the night the bridegroom comes, he recognizes the voice of the groom and opens the bridal tent to him only. Then he goes away rejoicing for his work is done. John had announced, had come to announce the groom. That was his ministry and his work was done. This then is the point of John's words in verse 30. He must increase and I must decrease. John had fulfilled his part of the plan of God for his life. His ministry was complete. Now it was time for Jesus to take front and center stage so that his ministry and his time would be fulfilled. Was John showing humility in this declaration? Yes, he was. But he was not saying that as a means of saying none of him and all of God. It really was his time to get off of the scene of spiritual renewal and Jesus' time to usher in the kingdom. During the time of John's crying in the wilderness, he cried aloud and spared not. He didn't ask God to let him decrease at that time. No, he was the chosen vessel at that time to be used by God to get a specific task completed. It was his assignment and God had chosen to use him. John saw his assignment for the honor that it was. His birth was miraculous and his assignment was sure. He fulfilled that assignment with everything in him, in the way that God led him. But it was John that God was using. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locust and wild honey, Matthew 3, 4. Three and four. John was a simple man. The fact that that Matthew described his clothes as being made with camel's hair and his diet was locusts and wild honey is to help us to see that John was different from other Jewish men. He was God's prophet. God used John to fulfill an important assignment to set the stage for his son. It was an assignment that John was handpicked for and he did it well. I thought of this when I was having a conversation with my niece. She preached her first sermon, and her heart was that we would see none of her and all of Jesus. Great sentiment, but is it scriptural? Let's be honest for a moment. I've heard a lot of people preach over the years, and you have also. When I listen to Joel Osteen preach. I am challenged by the word of God, but I know it's him. His demeanor is that of a quiet individual who remains in control of his mannerisms. His voice level fluctuates to make a point, but he doesn't preach until he sweats and his voice trembles. That's not his way. But when I hear his father preach, the style is totally different. He don't start he didn't start with a joke like his son. He got fired up and thundered his point occasionally. He paced across the stage when he preached. He was a little fireball and yet I heard God speak through him. <laughs>
there was no denying the power of God on his life. The same is true for all ministers. We can listen to them and note different things about them that are very much a part of who they are. When I preach or teach, I like to pace. It keeps my thoughts flowing. And I might even get a little loud, but another woman may not. Those little things about me or you or another person makes us uniquely who we are. When God calls us to service, it is us he is calling. Some people are really charismatic and they make great evangelists. Some people are truly calm and they make great ushers. He calls us and assigns us with us in mind. Now, should we be humble as we minister? Absolutely. Should we, should we direct all the glory to him? Without a doubt. But we should also realize that we are the people God wants to use. He didn't make us cookie-cutter pastors, preachers, singers, or teachers. Yet, we can all be used by him, and people can still see him through us. It's just a thought. So next time you are called upon by God, to serve him in any capacity. Remember that he wants to use you, your voice, your hands, your personality, and your mannerisms. You, you. And when you are careful to do it as unto the Lord, giving him the glory, he will be seen in you. Wonderful Jesus.